Good evening, everyone. My name is Dominic Heeple of ESME Philippines, and I will be your host for today. So before we begin, if any of you at any point during the discussion have any questions regarding the topic, don't hesitate to send them to us by entering it in the comments section of whatever social media platform you're watching this on, and I'll be the one to relay them to our guest speaker. So good evening again. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome to the live webinar series of esme.ph an e-learning marketplace for Filipino professionals where one can develop relevant and in-demand skills through masterclasses in different fields of learning. If you want to learn more about us, feel free to visit our page at www.esme.ph. For those who are watching on Facebook or YouTube, feel free to share the link to the stream to the people who you think will be interested or will relate to today's topic. This webinar is in partnership with the ASEAN Youth Organization, an ASEAN-approved nonprofit organization that spreads awareness of ASEAN to over 200 million young people in Southeast Asia. Also, this webinar is brought to us by the Rotary and Rotaract Club of Alabang Madrigal Business Park. So, let's get on to our topic for today. Today, we'll be talking about writing your story of success and significance. So there's this wonderful TED Talk by Sarah Lewis back in March 2014. It says that success can mean that feeling or the tingle of excitement about what you can do, sticking with what matters through hard times, and living a life you can feel proud of in retrospect. But then again, here's the question. How do we achieve success? How can we feel the significance of our being in our daily lives? So join us in tonight's webinar as we talk more about success, significance, and achieving it through our writing. So on that note, we're in luck because tonight we'll be joined by Mr. Ryan Fernandez. He is a John Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. He's actively involved in leader development for one of the biggest multinational life insurance companies in the Philippines. Prior to leader development, Mr. Ryan also worked in various capacities to develop and implement programs for OFWs and their families. So I won't keep you from him any longer. Let's all welcome Mr. Ryan Fernandez. Thank you, Dominic. Good evening. Good evening, sir. All right. All right. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm excited to do this. <laughs> Hope you're doing great. Shall we get it on? All right. Well, but... Well, before I let you go, Dominic and um, everyone else uh, working uh, for the ASEAN Youth, let me let me be one of the first people to greet you a Merry Christmas. Now. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah. we're actually um, very close to Christmas now, and uh, mm -hmm. what a year it has been, right? Um, in fact, we've had uh, no, we've had uh, a year that's really packed with different experiences and lessons for all of us, and how great it is that uh, just before we go into a new a new year, a new decade, and definitely a new way of doing things. We have uh, a few days to take a breather, you know, um, uh, to, to, uh, for, for every breath that we take in, we take in also some memories, right? Mm -hmm. Good memories that we have about um, Christmas and uh, everything. Um, you know, uh, also Christmas is a perfect 
perfect excuse for more dessert for all of us now. So that's uh, something that will help us manage our, our stress better, I guess. Right. And um, speaking of memories, you know, one of the things that I really like about uh, Christmas is all the good memories that we've had um as a kid i really look forward to christmas uh because um you know all the games all the activities all the gifts of course getting together with all the um cousins and family whom i, ha I haven't seen for for so long but now as a dad um uh there's been a little bit of a change in perspective um now it's me creating memories and then i realized um all those, all those memories that uh, we enjoy uh, for Christmas, uh, they really didn't just happen, right? They didn't just happen um, on their own, you know, because a lot of wonderful people really put a lot of good intentions, a lot of detailed planning, and a lot of great action, right? A lot of uh, very deliberate and uh, unrelenting action, especially during this time. Imagine during this time, uh, trying to create good memories for everyone, no? Not just not just members of your family, but also um, maybe just your customers. You, you want to make this uh, this time a good um, Christmas for, for everyone. So uh, there's really a lot of um, great action going into there. And uh, you know what? Um, one thing I realized also is there is no such thing as inaction right now. It's, there's nothing neutral about it, uh, meaning if, if you're in inaction, you're actually um, contributing to um, the things that we don't want to experience, right? So it's really just... Uh, taking a lot of good action if you want to create good memories for, for us and for, for everyone. And that actually takes me to my first point, right? Uh, we're talking about um, writing your story of success and significance. And the first thing that we really need to um, take a look at is the kind of action that we're taking. What kind, what kind of action are we taking? Um, a lot of people... Um, we've learned over the many years, right? Uh, we've learned that a lot of people actually have um, have been accepting life, right? A lot of people have been accepting life, meaning they just play the roles that have been handed to them. And that's why I'm, I'm actually calling my, uh, my talk uh, tonight, uh, writing your story of success and significance, because when you look at your life as a story, um, you begin to see that you actually have a say. You can actually become your own hero, right? In your own story. Um, you don't simply accept what's handed to you. And so uh, that's that's one thing that's uh, going to be critical. No? As we um, take on day after day after day, we have to realize that we're actually writing our story. And because the pen is in our hands, we might as well make it a story of success, a story of significance. And the only way that we can do that is if we take action, right? We have to take action with intentionality. And uh, let me share with you the benefits of taking action with intentionality. Um, the first thing that you will see is... Uh, taking action with intentionality will reaffirm your values. Reaffirm your values, meaning if you act out your values, whatever you say is important to you, you actually end up 
prioritizing those values. In fact, um, as you prioritize those, those values, you might even feel an internal battle in your mind, right? You, you, you might even challenge yourself. Um, you might question yourself. But, but when you take action, when you take action, that's when you'll be able to reaffirm your values. When you take action, you'll also be able to find your voice. It, it, it actually gives you strength, gives you power, right? Um, you, you get the confidence to speak out what you believe is right, and you get a confidence to actually um, act on what you think is right. And uh, that gives you voice, that gives you character. It actually develops your character too. Right, and all of these things they all contribute to give you a really um, fulfilling experience. It's an inner fulfillment that you can't get from anywhere else um, aside from taking action with intentionality, meaning taking action because you intended for that action, um, for for that action to happen. You wanted to take that action because you want to achieve something, and um, this actually reminds me of a story that happened in India. You know, there's a, there's a story of a 16-year-old um, uh, girl from Netherlands who lived a very privileged life. And uh, in one of her trips with her parents, it was actually a long-term assignment of her dad to uh, uh, in India, right? And uh, she realized that uh, the people, people there were really living in extreme poverty, extreme poverty. People, people were really just um, accepting what life handed to them. And uh, they, they really didn't have any fighting chance of getting out of the poverty that they were born into. And so she started taking a look at the people. She started taking a look at children. And as she tried to communicate with them, she found out that they can only speak the local language. And she thought to herself, um, if these children only learn how to speak English, more opportunities will be open to them. And when more opportunities are open to them, then they can get out of the poverty that they were born into. So she started um, looking for um, an English teacher. She started looking for an English teacher that she can pay. She can pay. Because the schools in, in, in that place in India um, did not have the budget for an English teacher. But she said she wanted to give an English teacher to that school. So she looked for an English teacher. She found one. And uh, incidentally, this person um, was, the, was the sole breadwinner of the family. And uh, she was trying to help her dad um, get through cancer. Right. So what she did was she started doing bake sales in her school. Um, but she found out that she, she didn't really have enough money. Well, again, I mentioned that she she was a very she was she was living a very privileged life, but she didn't want to use that uh, for for the English teacher. She wanted to do it on her own. So what she did was on her 16th birthday, she started sending out invitations and all the people that she invited, she asked specifically that when you when you come to my party, when you come to my 16th birthday party, please bring a plus one. Please bring a plus one. And you and your plus one, please don't give me any presents. Don't give me any presents. Instead, please um, help me raise funds for this school. So to cut the long story short, she was able to raise funds to pay uh, the, the salary of that teacher for a whole year. 
Um, so the children got their education. Uh, the teacher was paid for a whole year, and um, the the teacher was able to help her dad um, uh, get the cancer treatment that she needed. And she need, she even had uh, an, some extra budget for for books. No, so that's all because uh, she she acted with intentionality. She acted with intentionality. Her her, her goal was clear. She acted. Um, she took action. She she really took action, right? And um, the experience really changed her. The experience really changed her. She was 16 when it happened. And after that, she said, India was such a big influence in my life. I love the country. I love the people. And, and uh, what she wants to do now is before she turns 18, she wants to build a school in Mumbai. Now, do you think she will be successful in her um, endeavor? Of course, she will. Because she had already tasted... Um, initial success she started uh, with a simple goal of um, providing an English teacher in a, in a school that couldn't afford an English teacher she, she started with what she had um, not what not with what her parents had she started with what she had and I think that's what we will call believing big but starting small believing big but starting small you know a lot of people think that for them to be able to do something of significance for them to be able to make a difference they have to be popular or wealthy or they have to be accomplished they have to have professions network etc but but that's not really the case what, what what people really need to do is um number one start where they are start where they are look at the people around you and um start to think what are the areas of uh, significance that you can act in? Are there people who will benefit from help that only you can provide? Right? And I say only you because the second thing here is you have to start with your one thing. All of us, all of us are all unique. We all have our unique talents. We can, we can do things that other people cannot do. We all have our unique talents. So we have to find out what that is. We have to find out what that is. So we will be able to start and make a, a significant contribution that only we can give, right? Third item here is to start watching your words. We need to start watching our words. The minute we, we go out of our comfort zone, guess what? The minute we go out of our comfort zone and try to do something to make a difference, guess what will happen? difficulties, failures, challenges. So we need to really watch what we say to ourselves. We need to really watch what we say to ourselves because whatever we say to ourselves, we of course will believe, right? So we need to be our biggest cheerleader. What we tell ourselves should be louder, um, more impactful than whatever anyone else in the outside world tells us. And then we start by making small changes. We start by making small changes. Um, a small thought, a small passage to read, uh, a small phrase of kindness that we want to give to others, or a small gesture, a small act of charity. What's important is we start. What's important is we start. And um, you know what? Uh, this actually reminds me of... Uh, 
of a of a book called Tiny Habits. There's a book called Tiny Habits uh, written by B.J. Fogg, and uh, in that book he says, um, um, if you really want to to create a habit, if you really want to master behavior, what you really need to do is start with small acts of habits. I don't know, maybe some of our some of our um, uh, uh, participants right now, uh, maybe fitness is one of their goals. It's it's actually a very common goal, right? Maybe fitness is one of their goals. And uh, if, 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 if um, getting fit is a challenge, getting that um, discipline to every day stay active, um, according to BJ Fogg, all you need to do is, um, let's say, on a given day, just start with one push-up, just one. Start with one push-up, one squat, one sit-up. Start by making small changes and do it every day. Do it every day. John Maxwell is so famous for saying that the compounding effect of consistency is really the foundation of success. So start making small changes, do it consistently. And uh, pretty soon, what you believe, you will see. Then again, we go to uh, finding your why. Why do we need to find our why anyway? Why do we need to find our why? You know, um, living your why uh, or knowing your why will give you freedom. Knowing your why will give you freedom. Uh, freedom to really pursue what you really want, right? Living your why or living your why will give you the freedom to know that um, what you're pursuing is not a distraction, but it's really something that you're, you're, you're pursuing, really something that's important to you. You're free from any guilt, free from all those things that might limit you from continuing, from pursuing, from making it bigger. And as you live out your why, you will gain the confidence. You will gain more confidence. And the funny thing about this is uh, the, the more confident you are about your why, the stronger your why becomes. And then as a result, the more confident you become. Again, they feed on each other. Um, about momentum, about momentum, uh, there's this thing called layering. Uh, you have to layer your why with action. Layer your why with action. There's a deep connection between your strengths and your why. When you find your why, you pursue it with what you're good at. And um, as you do that, you feed yourself with positive energy that will really give you the momentum that you need. Just think of Celine when she was uh, in India. Uh, imagine all the challenges she must have faced as a 16-year-old in a different country with a language barrier and people really thinking that you don't need to work, you don't need to sell, you don't need to um, ask us for donations. Your family's uh, wealthy enough to finance this English teacher, but that's not what she wanted. Yet she persisted, she pursued her passion, she pursued her why. She really wanted to do it on her own, help the children there, and she did that. Also, consistently living your why gives you impact. Again, um, uh, consistency is such a big, uh, such a big uh, concept, right? Um, 
you remember, you know, towards the end of the year, all these uh, fitness trackers like uh, Strava and all that, they, they, they send you all, uh, like a review of uh, what happened during your year, right? Even Spotify does that. Anyway, I, I, I'm using Strava and the uh, funny thing is I got this report that uh, this year I was able to, I was able to run like, um, uh, 495 kilometers and I said to myself wow such a big achievement I said to myself like, like meaning in a day I do more than one kilometer right but when you think about it um, it's actually not something I'm proud of because what happens for me is uh, I do it for three weeks in a row and then I stop for three weeks in a row and I do it again three weeks in a row so so imagine there's no consistency there and the impact as you will see, is really low, really low, right? So consistency, you 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 consistently live your why, and then you will make an impact. And then again, we go to longevity. Uh, knowing your why will give you longevity. Uh, how is this so? Because um, as you pursue um, significance, as you pursue success, you will definitely be facing a lot of challenges. And knowing your why will give you the strength to keep going. Knowing your why will really um, propel you to just keep going despite the difficulties, despite the, the challenges. And um, you know what? In, 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 I guess not just in the Philippines, but in any other country, there's one profession that stands out where you will see all the members of that profession as having a really clear, compelling why. And that is... Um, in the field of education. Teachers have very compelling whys. Teachers have very compelling whys. Um, well, the, the, the task is difficult. The reward is less rewarding than some, probably some corporate jobs or some um, business enterprise. And yet, these teachers continue to persist because their why is very clear their why is very compelling and uh what a gift for everyone if uh we have such great teachers like william ward says here um the great teacher inspires the great teacher inspires and uh we have so many examples of great teachers not just uh not just here in the philippines all over the world and uh one such um, story uh, comes to mind as we talk about the next topic, which is putting others first. Like, uh, how do you teach um, kindergarten level students to put others first? Quite a challenge. Quite a challenge. And uh, there's this great teacher who had a wonderful idea uh, on how to, how to do this. So she brings to school um, um, a bag of balls, puts it in an inflatable pool. And all those balls, they have uh, the names of the students. So, so one ball has the name of one, one of her students. The other ball has names of the other students. And she calls her students and tells them, um, okay, kids, all these balls have your names, and I want you to look for your name. You have two minutes. Blows a whistle and all the kids go, Wah! go running, etc., etc. Right? 
after two minutes, she blows the whistle again, and uh, only a only a handful, like three or five, go to the teacher with uh, with a ball bearing their names. And then the teacher says, "Okay, this time, let's change the rules a bit. Let's change the rules a bit. When you go to the pool of balls." Pick up the ball right next to you, and when you see a name, look for your classmate. Look for your classmate whose name is uh, written on the ball, and you give that to your classmate. And let's see how fast you'll be able to all find your own balls. And uh, so the class is ready. Teacher blows the whistle. In 30 seconds, all her students um go to the teacher and they tell her teacher we have our own ball so imagine the uh great impact that the exercise this this teacher uh gave to the students i hope the students always remember that lesson when you put others first you will also be successful on your own terms when you put others first you will also be successful in your own terms. Uh, I think Zig Ziglar says it differently. When you help uh, enough people achieve their own goals, uh, all those other people will help you achieve success also. Right, so that's putting others first. The next item that I want to share with you is about adding value to others. Adding value to others, so it's not just enough to put others first. We have to we have to consciously add value to others. And as we try to add value to others, we need to ask ourselves these questions: What have I been given? We're talking about accomplishments, experiences, resources. What do you have that will enable you to give to others? And um, uh, sometimes uh, you see even. Even um, sad experiences can enable you to be of value to other people. So we need to take stock of everything, right? Again, like I said, um, accomplishments, resources, experiences. What have you been given? Will, will these things enable you to add value to others? Next question is, what do I have to give? Of all the things that you've been given, what can be a good source of value that you will give to others? What can be a good source of value that you can give to others? And next, what can I do? So look around you, right, right where you are. Look around you and try to see what you can do. Are there people just, just um, right next to you who need help? Someone who might benefit from a value that only you can give? Is there a time when, when your help is needed most? What can you do? So how's your story coming along? I hope your story is going well. You might recall from all these photos uh, the items that we discussed earlier. So we started with, by talking about taking action and when the action that you have to take seems daunting, remember that you have to believe big and start small. And as you try to start small, um, it really becomes very relevant to find your why. Find your why. 
Find your why. It'll be your fuel to help you start small. It'll be your fuel to help you persist even as um, that big thing that you want to achieve seems very far. Those are the first three things that we discussed. And then we talked about um, putting others first and adding value to others. You might notice, my friends, that um, achieving success will be easy. Achieving success will be predictable when you do the first three things. Um, taking action, believing big, and starting small, and finding your why. You will achieve success when you follow these things. But significance, significance you will achieve when you put others first and when you add value to others. My friends, these things, they don't just happen on their own. They don't just fall in your lap. I've never seen anyone successful who said, oh, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. Success is really an uphill climb. It's really an uphill journey. You have to push, you have to push. And you have to do it with intentionality. So, so and so let's continue with intentional living. Intentional living uh, prompts us to ask, what is significant in my life? What is significant in my life? If you really want to be intentional about it, you have to answer this question in all honesty and answer yourself. Um, if you have to write, write it because writing helps clarify things and writing helps you um, have something to go back to later on when things get difficult, when things get um, buried in too many other thoughts. Intentional living also mo motivates us to take immediate action in areas of significance. And I say areas of significance because there are a lot of people who are really busy. A lot of people whose every hour is accounted for, every 30 minutes accounted for, every 15 minutes of their time accounted for. But unless they're doing it because they're living with intentionality, they might not be doing it in an area significant to them, right? So let's 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 make sure that we live with intentionality. Intentional living motivates us to take immediate action in areas of significance. It also challenges us to find creative ways to achieve significance. When we're intentional, we're unrelenting. When we're intentional, we don't we don't settle. We don't accept what is um, uh, what is something other than what we really want, something other than what we really intend. So intentional living really challenges us to find creative ways to achieve significance. And you'll be surprised at the amount of creativity that a person has. You will be surprised. Deep inside, everyone's fully resourced. Deep inside, everyone's fully capable, very creative. We just have to give everyone the opportunity. We just have to give everyone the proper guidance, perhaps. And then creativity will um, help everyone 
uh, face the challenges no? and everyone will achieve significance. Intentional living also energizes us to give our best effort to do significant acts. When we're intentional, we wake up with purpose. We wake up with intention, right? Every day counts for us because we want to make sure that we achieve our goal. And it really energizes us. Uh, we don't do things because we feel good. We do things because they're necessary and we feel good after we do those things. Intentional living also unleashes the power of significance within us. Significance is uh, um, sometimes uh, taken for granted, right? But imagine um, if people did not really pursue significance, um, we will probably all be living in silos. There will be no inventions for the service of others. There will be no associations, right? Significance, um, as I said earlier, success is uh, probably something that we achieve for ourselves, and significance is something that we achieve for others, right? So intentional living also inspires us to make every day count. Oh, I'm, I'm reminded of a, of a great basketball coach, uh, who really makes sure that every minute of practice is accounted for. He makes sure that every day counts. And you know what? When he sees one of his basketball players slacking, like not running, not running as fast as he could, not jumping as fast as he could, not defending the basket as often as he should, he asks that player, he says, um, I noticed that uh, you're not giving your, your, your 100% today. What's going on? What's going on in your head? Maybe you're giving 60% today and thinking tomorrow you'll be giving 140%. And he goes on to tell that player, the truth is we can only give as much as 100% of ourselves every day. We, we can only give as much as 100% of ourselves every day. And if we're doing 60% of our capacity today, we lose that chance to perform the 40% that we did not perform. We will never be able to recover it. And if we continue to perform at less than 100% of our capacity, we, we start to deteriorate in whatever craft or whatever skill, whatever profession that we might be um, involved in. That's how it is. If we give less than 100% of ourselves in any given day, we will never be able to recover that. So we have to make every day count. And of course, um, intentional living encourages us to finish well. It's not over till it's over. We finish well. We don't, um, uh, we don't let the ending drag us down because how we, how we stand in the end defines us. How we stand in the end is how we will be remembered. And you know, there's something else that... Um, intentional living will help us uh, help us with and it's this intentional living will help us have a sense of anticipation every day when we have uh, when we have that sense of anticipation uh, we value each day as much as we should we give a lot of value to the time that we will never be able to recover again and when we anticipate something we prepare we do all the preparations that we need to do 
because we're anticipating something, we're expecting something, and if we don't prepare, we might miss the bus. Having a sense of anticipation also helps us generate good ideas. Like I said, we have all the creativity that we need. We have all the resourcefulness that we need. Um, having a sense of anticipation prompts us also to look for other ways to help others. Having a sense of anticipation prompts us to look for other ways to help others. Because after all, what are we anticipating? What are we anticipating? That's the important question here. That's the gift that we have to unwrap. What are we anticipating? If we are anticipating the fulfillment of our expectations, something that um, we act on with intentionality, then we will really make sure that it happens. So what have we, what have we covered so far? We said we have to find our why. Finding our why gives us the freedom, confidence, the momentum, the impact, and the longevity that we need. We also have to believe big and start small. We don't need to be um, accomplished, um, wealthy, famous, popular to do something that will make a difference. But we have to believe it. And we have to, we have to start in whatever capacity that we can. And we have to be consistent. We also have to take action. We also have to take action. Taking action will change everything. Taking action will um, silence all the doubt that we have. Taking action will really set us in the right direction. Taking action will lead to change. As we take action, we need to put others first. That's how we, that's how we achieve significance. The first step to achieve significance is putting others first. And as we put others first, we need to add value to others. We need to add value to others. Otherwise, um, how are we um, achieving significance? And finally, we have to live with anticipation. Live with anticipation. Um, this actually is uh, so aligned with uh, universal law. Um, Maybe a topic for another webinar, but living with anticipation will really help you attract the achievement or the accomplishment of the goals that you really desire. Now you know. Now you know what it takes to write your story of success and significance. But let me tell you this. Nothing great was ever achieved by knowing. Nothing great was ever achieved by simply knowing. Someone said if information was uh, all it took, I think it was um, Les Brown who said this, if information was all it took, then we would probably all be skinny, rich, and happy, right? But it takes more than information. It takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of detailed planning. It takes a lot of great, deliberate, unrelenting, consistent action from all of us. So I hope uh, our time together has been very fruitful for you. And um, I want to leave you with this invitation. If uh, what we discussed tonight really uh, spoke to you in a way that um, other webinars um, 
haven't spoken to you in the past, uh, if you f- if you feel if you believe that this is really a way to do the transformation to achieve the transformation that you've been looking for, then let's get in touch. You have my email address. Let's have a mastermind group if you want to do it with a group, or if you want to do it on a one-on-one basis, we can have a coaching session. It's all about John Maxwell's book, Intentional Living, Choosing a Life That Matters. And it's really pivotal in setting yourself on a journey to personal growth. And um, something's coming up, you know, something's been cooking up in the John Maxwell team. And uh, I want to share it with you. It's this Change Your World. Change Your World is uh, something that started as a book, but now it's a global program, global movement that really is based on values that will lead to internal transformation. And then it will take take place through meaningful action. And it's going to take place globally. Change Your World is something that will transform um, every individual. And, uh, you know, when we are able to do that successfully, then we are able to make this world better for every one of us. So that's it for me. Thank you very much again to the organizers, ASEAN Youth um, Organization, and to the Rotary Club, and to ESME Philippines. Um, Dominic, I think it's time for me to turn the mic back to you. All right. So thank you so much for that wonderful talk from intentionality to consistency to planning and action. Everything just hits home just a little bit much harder. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, because of the season. Pero, in, you know, in Tagalog, tagos sa puso, sir. All right. So, Good. we have a bunch of questions prepared since you want to take advantage and pick your brain just a bit more about a few things. So, our first question actually is, you know, with the rise of, you know, like groups such as John Maxwell and then the innovation of the TED Talk, there's always people seeking success, always seeking significance. It's been years and years, decades, pero... This topic is still so, so relevant, no matter your age, no matter your demographic. So why do you think so? Why is this topic, first of all, why did you decide to tackle it? And why is it still having continued relevance in our society today? Well, you know, there's uh, there's this thing called the uh, law of, of uh, vibration. And basically, the, what, the, what that law says is that if you're not growing, you're actually... Um, deteriorating or you're dying, right? So unless you actively pursue growth, unless you actively pursue success, there's no such thing as standing still. You're actually going backwards, going backwards, getting deeper and deeper, right? And so this 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 topic will actually never lose its uh, relevance um, as long as um, as long as there are um, people breathing. <laughs> Right. As long as the world is as it is, um, everything continues to change. So we need to really keep our head above the water. We, we need to really try to understand success and tr- really try to pursue um, success in whatever field that we're in. And, you know, um, after achieving success, um, we are really wired to look for that next mountain that we want to climb. And after that, the next one, right? So it's there, there's no such thing as a standstill. The minute you stop, you're actually falling backwards. Mm-hmm. All right, absolutely agree. So 
the next one is I kind of preluded to it, Nano. Um, I really love the repeating theme of intentionality throughout the entire talk because when the okay, for example, it's very relevant because when the pandemic first hit. All right. There was the novelty of Zoom and Skype making a reappearance. But when it wore off, here we are as individuals. We're discovering that our day-to-day, face-to-face interaction with our, you know, co-workers, our students, you know, the people we see every day that we see by default, it, it's gone. Voila, voila, it's gone. We now live in a world of scheduled Zoom meetings and Google Meets, right? So... From your perspective, what are some of the digital ways we can express intentionality in the context of our pandemic today? Oh, uh, digital ways to express intentionality. Did I get it correctly? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, well, first, uh, I guess we need to be intentional about our on-screen time and our off-screen time, right? Um uh, in 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 very much uh, the, the in very much the same level that being on screen helps us, uh, being off screen also helps us. So that's the first thing. We have to be very intentional about it. Second, we need to be intentional about what we what uh, the message that we send whenever we're online, Zoom, or maybe even even simple social media. Social media posts, etc. Because you know, um, in the world, the, the way the world runs right now, when we don't say anything, we're saying something. Yeah. Right. And when we, when we say something that's um, not really um, aligned with, uh, not really aligned with what uh, will bring everyone up, it's actually something that will. Bring people down. So we have to be very responsible. We have to be intentional. When uh, we have to decide who we want to be online, we have to decide who we want to be offline. And that decision cannot be based on um, what's trendy, or it cannot be based on the opinions of others. It has to really come from us. It has to really come from us. Yeah. Absolutely. So follow-up question, and still in line with intentionality, you mentioned that our finding out why it's so important but then it's also one of the first steps not to doing something you have to know why you want to do it because that's kind of going to sustain you throughout your journey so in general there's like two people there's this one person who is i don't know why i don't have purpose hola i don't know and then there's also a type of person that's like i want to do this for this i want to do this i want to do that i want to help i want to give ganyan so in both of those people, there's still a, a grasping for a sense of purpose, no? So what kind of advice can you give to those who feel lost or are seeking purpose? They're wise. Well, if you're lost or seeking purpose, um, I think I covered this earlier. The best thing to do is really start where you are. Mm-hmm. Look at the person next to you. What does he need? Right? Person to your left, person to your right. What does that person need? How can you add value to that person? And as you do that, you actually find your purpose. Um, because when you do that, you, you actually start taking action. And uh, again, um, when you start taking action, uh, you'll be challenging yourself. Um, you'll be asking yourself, um, what are the things that are important to me? What are my principles? What are my values? 
mm-hmm. right? Um, so it really starts by um, if, if, if you're lost, if you feel you don't have purpose, then go back to the, to the very reason that we were created in the first place. We were created to be in community with other people, mm-hmm. right? So look at the person next to you and try to find out what that person needs. And there you will find your purpose eventually. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our next question, um, you also mentioned the Change Your World, no? it's a global movement by the Josh right. John Maxwell Company, and it uses values to bring meaningful transformation across the globe. So to our, um, you know, to our watchers who, okay, so they have the why, they have the values. Now they want to know how, how to concretely manifest this into their actions, their words. So what's the, you know, it, to action? What do you think is the first step or a word of advice regarding values? Okay, you know, we're, um, many people have been saying this and I totally agree. We're all creatures of habit, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are what we repeatedly do. And uh, so if, if, if you want to be part of a change your world, um, well, one thing that you can do is actually, well, the, the global launch will be in, in I'm sorry, on January 26th. So we have a bit of time to cover, right? But please do send me an email. Um, as an accredited facilitator for Change Your World, what I will do is organize what we call transformation tables. So there will be transformation tables of not more than six um, participants each. And um, what we do in those transformation tables is we discuss values. We discuss values. What's important to to you? What's important to you? What's important to everyone individually? And as we do that, we're able to concretize uh, the values that each person would want to have for himself. I mean, um, there's no like rule that each person must have this value and each person must have that value. We can all uh, give different levels of importance to any any item that uh, that we're facing like any concern any person we're, we have that freedom what matters is uh we're able to really live according to those values because you know when we when we have values when we tell ourselves that we ha- that we value a certain thing that we or that uh, let's just say um music if, if I say that, uh, oh, I love music, but I don't listen to music, I don't appreciate music, and I don't create music, then I won't be happy. If I say I value um, uh, physical activity or physical wellness, but I don't eat right, and I don't uh, um, stay active, I won't be happy. So it's all about um, bringing to the surface what's really important to you, what's your value. And then after uh, forming those transformation tables, we move the participants to what we call action tables. And in those action tables, that's where we see the transformation really come to life. right? So it's really a, a big global movement, but it's uh, unlike um, some big movement. Uh, this is designed to really touch each person individually on an individual level mm-hmm. right all right so we have that to look forward to january right sir january, january 26 
Okay. So we still have time. Everyone sign up. It's a good right. thing. Okay. So I think actually you're a good example of that. When we talk about values, you're a good example of that. You've had a background in the life insurance industry, right? Actually not the background. You're currently in the life insurance industry, leader development. You've worked with OFWs for more than a decade. So since our audience consists of, you know, a variety of professions or students, you personally, how have you found your different professional experiences and how has it collaborated with you being a speaker and a trainer? Oh, well, actually, um, you know, um, in any field, in any field, one the, the one thing that uh, everyone should really try to get involved in is communication. You, would you agree? Uh, in any field that we're in, uh, we should really prioritize um, communication. So it's really something that um, I started to work on even before I, I uh, got out of college. So um, um, something I really got involved in, <laughs> like meaning at first it was uh, um, written communication and then later on it became spoken communication. And then later on we tried to create stuff and communicate um, communicate the benefits of uh, of programs that that they're trying to do, so that's how I found myself, I guess, in uh, the area of uh, or in the field of um, communication, and um, it's been very fulfilling, especially when, um, like, when third third parties uh, um, recognize that uh, this communication program has really changed or impacted the lives of many. Uh, that's really where we find the validation of all the work that we try to do. Yeah. Right. So okay. actually, can I mention, you asked if I agree, and as a communication student, sir, you can bet, I definitely, 100%, <laughs> I agree. Good. Yeah, so um, actually, this is kind of, this is our last question. So. After hearing all of that, no, that very insightful, that wonderful talk, any final messages to our, to any watchers or to any viewers na talagang they're having a hard time achieving their goal? Any words of advice for these people? Oh, achieving, achieving goals. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, we've come to learn. Um, there's actually a difference between setting goals or goal setting and achieving goals or yeah, goal achieving. If you if you if you may, um, goal setting is, uh, is it, goal setting is like an intellectual function, right? So, um, well, a lot of people they use uh, their intellectual faculties of reasoning or logic, and that's what they use when they set goals. But uh, really, the the intellectual faculties that they need to use when they set goals are their imagination, their intuition. Right. Those are the things that will help them set really compelling goals, goals that will really inspire them, goals that will really move them to, to action, you know? mm -hmm. and the, the goals that will really transform them, change their lives. Right? Uh, so, so those are the intellectual faculties that they need to use when they set goals. Um, goal achieving, on the other hand, or achieving goals, you, you you can probably tell it's not an intellectual process. It's 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 actually what people call a lawful process, meaning it fo follows certain laws uh, like universal laws. 
um, um, for example, um, I don't know if you believe this or not, but but um, uh, let's say, sorry, Dominic, if I if I may ask a, a little bit of a personal question, what's one goal that you want to achieve right now? All right. Well, an immediate goal is definitely getting a diploma, um, finishing school, finishing strong. Yeah. Getting a diploma and not just getting a diploma, finishing strong, right? With flying colors. <laughs> right. So, you know what, Dominic? Um, you already have it. You already have it. Uh, what has to happen is for you to work on yourself so that you will be in a position to receive it. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a universal law that we have to follow that we have to be a certain a certain we have to be a certain state a certain kind of person to be able to achieve your goal to to receive your diploma right so in other words you don't have to um get uh the diploma you, because when you think about it getting the diploma is not the goal in itself am i right Mm -hmm. getting the diploma is something that you want to achieve because you want to achieve something higher am i correct absolutely so when you when you try to um pursue that goal of getting the diploma what you actually need to do is um fashion yourself work on yourself so that you can say that you've earned that diploma and when you've earned that diploma you're actually prepared already for the next mountain that you're going to climb that's how goal achieving works Mm -hmm. see so it's not really an intellectual process it's a process that follows certain laws of the universe amazing absolutely i'm going to keep that in mind in fact i am quite a believer of the law of attraction so absolutely i 100 percent agree so those, that's it for our Q&A portion, sir. Thank you so much. But before we end, do you mind just reiterating or do you have anything to plug or shout out or perhaps reiterate where people can find you just so they don't forget? Oh, okay. Well, as I was saying earlier of the uh, before we went live, I'm a bit old-fashioned. So mm-hmm. you can reach me by uh, email. That's ryanrfernandezgmail.com. Um, if you need any help. Well, what we went through today is actually all from the book um, Intentional Living by John Maxwell. And uh, what we can do, if, if these things uh, spoke to you, if, if, what we can do is make sure that uh, um, the writings, the lessons of John Maxwell actually find their way into your life. No? So you can see the transformation that you've been looking for. We can do it as a group through a mastermind group or we can do it on an individual um, basis like uh, through coaching sessions and you can also contact me via the same email address for inquiries about the change your world um, global movement that's coming up on uh, january 26 of next year so so there it is it's been a great privilege dominic and thank you very much to you and to all uh, all your um, colleagues in uh, the asian youth organization esme philippines and the uh, rotaract thank you very much all right likewise sir thank you so much from all of us here at the ASEAN, and all our partners we would like to extend our gratitude 
to Mr. Ryan Fernandez for his time, insight, and very intentional talk. All right, so for everyone who attended this webinar, all of you can get a digital certificate of attendance, actually, as a token for your time. So for sure, you'll want to get yours. If so, just head on to our website at www.sme.ph or click on the link that we provided in the comment section below. Just make your own account, navigate to the title of the webinar or type it in the search bar, and then that's it. You're on your way to getting your digital certificate. So I would also like to invite everyone who wants to learn more and increase their knowledge and skills to visit our website. Again, I will repeat www.sme.ph. We offer a wide range of masterclass courses, some coming up in 2021, so look out. So those of which you can enroll in based on whatever is relevant to your passion, your career, and your interests. So that's it for tonight, all right? Once again, this has been Dominique Hipol of ESME Philippines. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting your learning for today. We thank you for your time. Stay safe, stay healthy, advance happy holidays, and we hope to see you again next time. Thank you.